0: Hey everyone, it's Rico with a quick note to let you know that this will be the last time we record under the ever gracious Portmouse umbrella with the moniker Tabletop Portcast. And this isn't because we're done sharing our love and journey of board games, but because we've decided to turn our tepid first steps into something real. I invite all our fellow tabletop aficionados, disenfranchised video gamers, looking for that connection that we used to get from couch co-op and LAN parties, and even our diehard fans from eastern occupied Poland, no, I'm not kidding about that one, to join us at our new home, www.dropthedice.com. I don't know about you guys, but I'm already looking forward to hearing how fast Benz can drop that URL in our first podcast as the Drop the Dice crew. So from Benz, Alfie, and all of our future contributors, this is Rico... And I'm actually not sure, now that I think of it, if I get to keep my title through all of this restructuring, but head tabletop editor, bidding you an adios and a very emphatic welcome to Drop the Dice. Yeah, yeah. Bent is just Ben. Ben Smith. Instead sense. of apostrophe ass at Starbucks, the guy wrote C-E. So C- the, the guy was like, oh, Alicia's uh, nonfat caramel Fappuccino. Ben's is the Con Macchiato Grande, and the person wrote it, Benz. Ben's Oh, you were, you reading Ben? Yeah. Ben apostrophia S? Ben apostrophe S. So my drink, it would I think I was saying Ben's, Ben's drink is this. I get it. And the person took it as Benz, and Alicia was like, "It's your fucking name right there? It's your blog name? And, but Rico, okay, I, so I know I, what you mean, but they don't sound anything alike. So Rico, we were just sitting around and we couldn't think of a name for him and I was like, uh... So it's clearly the color of my skin. They, they see me as a, as a native Puerto Rican. I was going to say, yeah. Puerto Rican <laughs> sounds pretty Absolutely. good. For those of you who don't know the color of my skin, I'm basically Jim Gaffigan. Oh That's the one you go to. In, in, in the essence of of what is is, is definitive of a purely white person, is I Jim can't, Gaffigan. not think of anyone more pale. He does talk a lot about how pale he is. He's got a Puerto yes. Rican joke too. Yeah, yes. yeah, I stole. I'm sorry. I'm It's probably 15 limitation. minutes. Of I feel his like Beyond Liv- the Pale album is him exactly. talking about how white he is. I really feel like Liv Tyler is whiter than Jim Gaffigan. I don't know. Or um, that chick married um, to Harrison Ford, I mean, one who like had like heart attack or whatever. Really? Close to Flockhart I don't know who that is. Yeah, no What's idea who that is. Oh, dude, Allie McBeal. i never watched that. No? i never watched that either. <laughs> so we got something for you? You got yeah, it, you it? What, Who, who know, are what you? are you are we doing? We have a newcomer. He's uh, still picking his name. He's signing the birth certificate. about, like, Alfie? Oh, God. Like, yes. Jude Law? Please. Yeah. <laughs> is it Jude Law? Well, I was thinking, like, Alfonso, since he's Rico when he's like <laughs> I'll, I'll be Alfonso, but, like, I'll just be Alfie. Like, Jude Law. Not like You realize that. we're going to just have, like, Latinos picketing us? Yeah, absolutely. Racist. podcast. Well, you know. <laughs> I mean, because you know how many people listen to this. Uh, by the way, what's up, everybody? This is Bents from www.portmouse.com. Uh, with me, as always, is my trusty cohort, head tabletop editor, Mr. Rico Wasman. What's going on, Rico? Not much. How are you doing? We're doing awesome. And like you said, we have a newcomer with us, Alfie. How hey you guys what's doing? Up? It's good to be here. Sweet. So today... um. <laughs> We're going to be talking about... So smooth, Alfie. So yeah, very smooth. Very smooth. Okay. Uh, today we're going to be talking about Mr. Uwe Rosenberg and kind of the, his entire oeuvre of games that we've played. Obviously it's been quite a while. Uwe's oeuvre? Uwe's oeuvre. I practiced that at home and I thought, I thought it was really clever. I'm going to say just I don't think it landed as hard as it could have. No, no, no. But I, I could tell you tried, which is, I appreciate that. Uh We're obviously going to be talking about what we've been playing. So, elephant in the room. It's been a while since we've been here. Uh, I hope all of you have listened to our Zombie 50 podcast that we recorded back in October. (laughs) Uh, I'm pretty sure every game that we talked about buying on that podcast, me and Rico have already bought and played and maybe sold back already. In fact, it took me so long to edit that podcast that when I did go back and edit it and listen to that segment... I was like, oh, we own all of these games now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we'll probably talk times. about them, some of them here. I think we did Actually, talk about... Actually, old news to, to us. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. We'll, we'll be kind of dropping in those games that we've been playing over the past six months as we go forward with this podcast. Um, after that, we're going to talk about UBE. Then we're going to talk about uh, what we want to buy, what we want to play, and kind of just what confuses the hell out of us. Um, but first of all, like any podcast at Portmouse, we're going to start this off with a shot. Now, what do we got for us today? Um, it's Kanish Rum from Barbados. I just thought the name sounded kind of dirty. Like Kanisha. No? I guess. No, doesn't it sound like kind of like a pseudonym for the machine? Everything does to you, Bets. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Uh, the color, for those of you who can't see, is kind of an amazing golden yellow. Just ripe for the honey picking. Ah. What? No. No? No, that was a, that was a good full circle to the uh, to the Virgin. yeah alright All right, here we go buddy oh god that's actually pretty smooth that's pretty good I like that that's not bad okay oh man am I ready to talk about board games now <laughs> 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 woo I will say he's very stiff you yeah. know when it comes to that topic beforehand oh yeah and it, <laughs> 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 it always takes a little kadish to get it loose up <laughs> And we've already lost all of our, all of our lady, <laughs> lady listeners. Um, it's not as bad as talking about boning Johnny Depp's daughter, though, or any of the mug jokes about about uh, Gunther. Yeah, yeah, but I still say like the, when I found out that um, Lily was like fourteen, I, I, I didn't know that. I didn't mean to talk about it. Yeah, I stayed out of the out of that one. She's hot though. Nope see see how I'm gonna refuse yeah, this Yeah, no, one? you're playing. The, you're going the safe route. Definitely the safe route. Did frat. you end up seeing Tusk? I have not, not seen Tusk. Is quite possibly the most fucked up. I think it's on Netflix. It is, it is on Netflix. Oh, no, it's on Netflix now. There's yeah. no way it's even close to that. What most fucked up? Kevin Smith movie ever made? Oh, Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There's the because it's like it's not because it's fucking ridiculous. By the time you see him in the walrus costume, it's pretty stupid. I I'm looking back on that one. I'm I'm not. I don't look at it fondly or like, oh, I'm glad I saw that one.
1: I'm glad I saw it. it.
0: Nah, it's fucking random as hell. This isn't orange juice, is it? It's grapefruit juice. Got it. That's why I have this turn to me. Okay. <laughs> good, good, good. All right. So um, we're going to start off as usual with what we've been playing. So Alfie, why don't we go with you since you're the newcomer. Uh, why don't you give us two of the games that you've been playing recently that have kind of inspired you. Two of the games that we've been playing recently, Among the Stars and Keyflower. Among the Stars was a game I've been wanting to play for a long, long time on BGG. It's been on my want to play list. And I was finally able to play with you guys. I've heard it's like Seven Wonders, but how you build your buildings And you, you have changed. Seven Wonders, right? Yes, played See, Seven Wonders. Ben and I have lots. never played that. Okay. So how does it compare to that? It is, realistically, the only thing that's similar is the like tile drafting, the card drafting in it, and the rotation of that, and then how some of the tiles do the points at the end, how you score them. Kind of... Like the ones that aren't instant? There's some similarities, yeah. So okay. in, in Seven Wonders you have green cards that are science cards which have s- different symbols and those symbols can kind of compound on each other you get sets. And among the stars you have those uh, tiles that will give you points based on how far away they are from other ones, how many you have... How many blue buildings. Blue buildings you have, the military four in a 2 by 2 square. So those are similarities. I like the theme more in Among the Stars. Nice. With the space rather than the old, like, ancient empire building yeah. the buildings. Um, but... I guess that is a little bit more unique. Yeah, yeah, and so the... I like in Seven Wonders, you have to... You don't have to, but sometimes it behooves you to build on your wonder. You don't have anything like that among the stars. You don't have this other objective you're trying to go for. You're all doing... Your own thing, so it was definitely it was a lot of fun. Hoping to play the game sometimes. Do you soon. like it more or less, or does it need more plays? I think it needs more plays, but right now I like it more. Nice. Yes. I gotta say it's one of the most. It's one of the games that I have the most fun playing. Yeah, consistently because it's so easy. Yeah. Uh, I think anybody can get it. and I yeah. think if like Twin Cities and Brucey played again, like they would like it. Like it's just a simple game, but it's a lot of fun, and there's so much stuff you can do. I don't think I've ever done the same strategy. Mm-hmm. Aside from, I don't think I've ever gone after military cards in Among the Stars, okay. like the red cards that yeah. have like all the guns and stuff. Yeah, but that's just because of how we've been drafting. Um, and I love that. I love the idea that that it's a pretty simple game, but yet I've never been able to do the same strategy. Nice. Right. Um, it's uh, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Like one time, I remember I went after really hardcore after all those two by two cards. Okay. Where yes. you're building you guys, those yes. squares, Rudes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I went after that fucking hard. And then yes. the last game, I kind of I went after those green cards. And a lot of them were like, if you build this next to this building, you get four points. And I did that like three times. That's awesome. Like, go It's very those. satisfying when that happens because it, mm-hmm. it can be totally random because there's literally a stack of cards is you know, 100, 200 yes. cards, so you might not get anything that, that is conducive to that strategy that you're trying to go, right. you know, go for, but it's really satisfying mm-hmm. when, when you can. Also, you're playing on your own area, but there's a player interaction of, you're kind of looking and seeing... <laughs> This guy might take this card, so it might not be around when it comes back to me. You know, right. I want to be able to play this, and the next turn I want I want this one I have, but oh, is anybody going to take that? No, okay, I can probably get away mm-hmm. with this. Yes, they might. Well, oh, what am I going to do here? And so you're checking out other people's play areas as well, even though there's not a whole lot of player in interaction going, they're... Is yeah, you're that still interested. It's, it's not yeah. just solitaire, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I, I love, love that about it, and I think that every time I played, and I'm so bad at this. I think in a lot of games, mm-hmm. uh-huh. those um, end scoring cards that are at the top of the table. Yeah, I never pay attention to those at really? first. Memory. I love those. That's and, always my first. So yeah, to and so, and so, at all, so you're yeah. always going after those. Yeah, and then and then I look up and I'm like, oh shit! Oh, I actually have a bunch of reactors. I could get that one. <laughs> now I'll keep doing that. But I, I remember specifically this last game looking up, yeah. and you had. Your whole table was blue. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Well, yes. I'm not gonna get that right, now." Right. I suppose my uh, my strategy is 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 good just going after these screens because there was no way I was gonna catch you. Right. Um, and I feel like that's happened to me every time we played that game. Yeah, Definitely didn't look at those at all. When I think you mentioned them when we first started playing, and I looked at them, but it's like, all right, well, I'm, I'll worry about that and later. Yet, and then me, at you still. So, it we, was we tied on that one. That's right. And so. And And you were well behind behind this. this But, I mean, you've won previously. That's a pretty common mechanic. I want to talk about it for a second because I actually really like it. It's it's fun to go for that. It makes uh, those games more satisfying for me. So, Suburbia has it. Castles of Mad King Ludwig. uh, Among the Stars have it. Like, having those public goals and then each person has their own private goal. I find that immensely satisfying. And I I like going for that because sometimes I don't really know what to do as far as strategy goes. And that just... Right off the bat, makes it clear for me. You know, Ludwig, I find myself doing that all the time, like going, like for paying me. attention to that. Oh, okay. For some reason, in Among the Stars and in a couple of other games, I'm just like you're too engrossed. In I'm too engrossed three. in the game, and then I look at it like halfway through the game, like year two or yeah. round two, whatever it is, and then I make my decision. Oh, okay, now I do this or that. Gotcha. All right, that's Among the Stars. A huge thumbs up from all of us. Love this game. It's pretty. I, cheap. I would. I would buy it. Yeah, it's. A I don't, I don't cheap own it. Uh, Rico has it, but I would absolutely buy it because I think it's great. Um. I think in two years, R.C. would get it. Yeah. Just reading. A lot of reading. Sure. Um, Keyflower. All right, Keyflower. Keyflower was a game you both talked about on the last 4-game podcast that came out. And as I was listening to this podcast, I thought it was a recent podcast you guys had recorded. So <laughs> I found out that you talked about a few things dated the podcast. One was the movie Avengers coming out in eight months. <laughs> I'd like to mention that. I'm sitting here in my car driving, and all of a sudden I hear... Oh, yeah, Avengers comes out in about eight months. I'm thinking Avengers comes out in two weeks. <laughs> What's going on here? And then, you know, you guys mentioned you'd wanted to play Keyflower. You'd wanted to play these other games. And now we have played these games. Uh, Keyflower, I can't think of a game i played like that. Yeah, I It know, was I agree. very unique for me. And I've, I've played lots of board games, nothing like that. It was a blast. We played it late at night. You get a little tired, you stop. <laughs> you stop really thinking and you're just kind of throwing stuff out there figuring out I like that it can kind of be short because oh, there absolutely. is only There's a few a little, yeah. the three four, years. four seasons but the fourth one is really short so yeah it's real real short I mean, and So it's one of the games we played the fourth season had like one tile out yeah. one yeah. or two yeah. tiles out because you know people just you I know. will say that second game that we played Alfie was struggling You like season two came around it's summer and I'm pretty sure your eyes were I think I fell asleep at one point <laughs> yeah. I think I fell asleep <laughs> yes it's it, it it was but that's that's not anything against how fun the game is. No, it <laughs> no, no, the really games, game's really fun. I was just tired. Two a.m. I it's, thought you the first time is when you had like a shitload of meeples. Yeah, and you just like slaughtered. Uh, us. Yeah, I won the first game. Yeah, so actually, I, it's my game. I've played it eight times this year, and the first time that we played with Alfie actually forced me to rethink how I played the game. And I do it differently now, and I think that I'm actually better at the game now. You did my strategy in the second game and beat me with it. I did, and I, I, not to toot my horn here, because you were the one who showed it to me, but I definitely was like, okay, that's what I have to do, and better. And I think I did it really well. That That second game, I got my ass kicked so hard. I I was upset. So real quick, Keyflower, you have a bunch of tiles out, and you can kind of buy, you bid on them, and there's a very interesting bidding mechanic. Yeah. Uh, and at the end of those rounds, if you manage to win that tile, it goes into your tableau. But you can play on anybody's village. So I can play on Rico's tile if I want. It He just gets to keep my guy at the end of the game, or at the end of that round. So a bunch of the game is, is getting these tiles, and you can upgrade them. And once you upgrade them, you get VP. That second game we played, those first two rounds, I think I won one tile. So everything I went after... Yeah. Was just done. Yeah, and I, so st- I was losing meeples because they, when you, once you bid and they go away. No, you, you you can move them on a losing bid. No, but like they go back in the bag. I wasn't I wasn't getting them back into my thing. Right. So not only was I bidding and losing, I was right. not getting tiles. Yeah. Out sometimes of it. like I realize I'm not going to win, and then yeah. I keep my meeples behind my my board. Right. And I keep having them for next round. This time I was making plays. I'm yeah. just getting dicked out of everything. Yeah. And then on the second round, I got that one boat that lets you pick three meeples.
1: <laughs> yeah. And those
0: those boats get really harsh. Like and then the like last us. one in yes. the third season is just the worst. Yeah. And I just I literally it was one of the first games of Keyflower where I was pretty much unable to do anything. I had and then at the end I got one final scoring card and it was either score those points or play me- these meeples and try to do something that would be less points. Yeah. It was fucking disconcerting still love the game yes. i still had a lot of fun yeah but holy shit i've never been that blocked out of shit yeah like that was crazy keyflower um of those eight i think we said we me and you have played it six of those eight six times those eight times it's kind of like um our safe game i don't, I don't know well yeah like Which, so at the end usually for a night we play one or two fillers in the beginning two heavy games mm-hmm. lately it's been three Two or three, and usually new at that. Yeah, know, and the then now, games. and then if we don't have a third one, it's always key flower or shadow run, and usually it's key flower. Yeah, because like uh, like Alfie said, it's a quick game. Like, yeah, you set it up. Especially once it, once you played it once. Yeah, it's just boom, boom, boom. You, you guys are bidding. It's not really. It's a lot of thinking, mm-hmm. but you can kind of figure out what your strategy is while everybody else is playing. Yeah, there's really no need for you to like have AP because there's only so many options. And a lot of it is just coming to terms with the fact that you just got fucking cock-blocked <laughs> <Yeah>. like crazy. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, love Keyflower. That's probably got to go in my top five right now. It's in my top five easy, yeah. And, like, if Among the Stars is one of the most fun games, like, Keyflower's got to be one of, like, the best games. Best games, for like, sure. Absolutely. Um, which, a quick story before we move on. Keyflower, the first time we played it, we played it with uh, Lady Wassman, and I don't know what it was. we, we just play everything wrong? We probably no, played we played it, it right. We just didn't get it. No, I, we, 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 we played it right in terms of rules but we didn't play it right I don't think that I played that game correctly until like the third or fourth time Well what we were doing was we this, we kept going with this strategy of like oh you can bid on these tiles so let's all bid on these tiles without realizing that you need to be selective on what tiles you want mm-hmm. and then you start playing on your board to upgrade them So we, we were getting upset that we, we didn't realize that you could like how much you needed to decide to split up your guys. So all of our tiles were going into the bidding thing. And yeah. we weren't pulling any back to our own tiles to upgrade them. Right. Well, what yeah. I didn't realize is that when you play on your own home tiles, you get those workers back. Yeah. That becomes just immensely important. Well, yeah. Like, not only are on. you upgrading and getting more points, but You're then you have more meeples on the next exactly. turn. And you really need to start thinking about that from, like, turn two. Yeah. Of how to do that. And every turn, we were bidding on all these things and getting them, but then we weren't using them because we didn't have any meeples to use them. Right. Uh, but that's Keyflower. Love it. Everybody, if you haven't played it, which it's been out for a while now, I'm sure you have it. It's out of print right now. Shut up. Yeah, it's like 80 it's bucks. down. No design. way. <laughs> yeah. Is it really out of print? Yeah. Fine. Um, they have it at Game Depot. I might need to go pick that up there. Really? Yeah. I think they'll print it this year again. I heard it's coming. It's it's super po- I thought it was super popular. It, it is, is, but I wait, mean... They're, they're when really... I say out of print, it's not like it's never going to be printed again. It's just currently there is. No, but you have shit like Stunning Emerald that's fucking out of print. Isn't sure. that coming back, though? He says it is. Keyflower has an expansion, right? Two. Two He's got expansions got Farmers now. and Merchants, which isn't if, out yet. If we're okay. going to keep talking about those out Keyflower. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't particularly like Farmers that much. It's We've done it once. How many have you done it again after that? Um, I did it again with Lady Wasman, And okay. it was pretty fun. It's fun. But it got just a little too fiddly, I think. Okay. With the moving of the animals and how they score and... Not that it was too much; it was just fiddly, and it, some of that, like pure, just bidding tiles, mm-hmm. upgrading, all that kind of got lost in the. Okay, well, then this guy does this, and it just so the, the layers upon layers, and it, I, I didn't mm-hmm. like it that much. The way we talked about it, like when you, it's it's not an expansion that folds into the game mm-hmm. really well. You either play with like the farmer mm-hmm. ideal variant, right? yeah, where you have okay. all these tiles that have like animals on it. You can't, like, just sift these animal tiles in there. You're supposed okay. to. That's what it no, says no you're way. supposed to I well, know, but, like, when but you, if, if you... Unless if, you have a lot of those animal tiles for you to do stuff with, yeah. like, if you just pulled one animal tile out of the whole game, it's not going to do anything for you. Okay. And it might, but then it's just one person. It's like, well, I guess I'm just going to collect animals in a row. Right. Yeah. So like, all right. It well, doesn't, like, fun, so, like, it doesn't blend in. <laughs> like, Among the Stars, there's... He has expansions in there, and you couldn't even tell. Okay, we were playing with expansions. Yeah, there's there's, like... Four other modules that I didn't play with. There's conflict cards and there's like leader upgrades and like that's all this right. stuff that we don't even use. I mean, yet. even it comes with so much like right in the box. It's pretty cool. I like, think that's when an expansion is really good is when it seamlessly yeah just yeah, it integrates just adds to the, and the game like, and it's like a mechanic like, like uh, Marvel. Like we played with the Guardians expansion. Yeah, I could see that folding in pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have what three expansions for that now? Yeah, but the the. Guardians of the Galaxy one was the first one that actually had something new, which was the little chips. Yeah. Um, all right. Sweet. Uh, but I haven't, played, I haven't played Merchants yet. And I, I I hear it's good. It looks more interesting to me. And it you looks have like, it ordered or no? It's just not out yet. No, it, it's not out. It'll be thirty-five on Amazon, like the other one is eventually. All right. What have you been playing? Way too many games. I know. YouTube. <laughs> no such thing. <laughs> You get to I, I'm over 200 plays of games this year. You're trying so to show off now. I'm trying to show off okay, a little bit. guy. Yeah. Um, let's see. The, I think the ones that I wanted to talk about was one called Euphoria, which okay. is a beautiful Euro worker placement game. Um, and when I mean beautiful, I mean because their like motto is "Death to the Wooden Cube." This is the company called Stone Mayor Games. Yeah. Um, and so all the components in there, they have like wooden clouds and wooden energy cubes and wooden gold bars, and uh, iron, and just everything has its own, like, actually cut out, looks like that shape, lightning bolts, and water droplets, and all these are made out of wood, and they're gorgeous, Um, and the art is amazing, this board is huge, and has, like, a hundred places that you can go on, but what makes the game so interesting, because those are just production values, uh, is that it's a Euro game that has no rounds, and this is what I really like about this game, you play, and when you want to get your workers back, you use one of your workers to go on a space that then lets you take everything back. So the game never has to, okay, round one is done, let's set it up for round two, which, like, I have Aquasphere by Steffenfeld, and it takes, like, ten minutes to set up every round. It's horrendous. It makes me not want to play it. Um, but this game just keeps flowing, which is amazing. You just play until someone wins, and I love that idea, and it does play even with three or four people in an hour, which is amazing, and for a game... With as much going on, is kind of still baffling to me that it accomplishes that. Um, my only downside is that I think some of the cards are wildly imbalanced, like game-breaking imbalanced. Like if I owned the game, I would burn them essentially. So, but apart from that, the game is amazing. So this is my game, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've been trying to burn his cards for like this now. is, I, dude. This is this is one of the games I remember getting into board games and kind of doing research and uh-huh. stumbling upon this. And being like, hell yeah, I want this game. And not understanding, we, we just talked about out of print, not understanding what it meant that just at some point you're not going to be able to get certain games for a couple months or so. Yeah. And this one I've been waiting for about six months to get. And I remember when it came back in stock, I almost bought it like, I think I told you it's back in stock and then I bought it the next day. Nice. And it's just fucking awesome. It's so good. Um, some of the other reviews for this game that would talk about it being pretty hard the first time around mm. and not really understanding what you're supposed to do. Did we play it twice the other night? No, we just played it the one time, right? Yeah, last time we played was once, but the first First time time we played played it... We played it and immediately played it again. Which is actually in the months, the year that we've been doing game night together, was the first time that we played a game back-to-back that was like a heavy game. Yeah. Or a more complicated game. And First time ever. And I, just... I, I turned to him and was like, can we do this again right now? Like, yeah, We really? were going to do Alchemist. And then he was like, no, 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 let's just do Euphoria again. And it's its such a simple game. It's so smooth. Yeah. I think it's pretty intuitive as to where you want to go. Indeed. Um, And I know we've been playing games for a while and we're both really into it, but I think it's pretty easy to grasp onto. But there's so many different strategies you can have I know he, you, those cards are pretty... Some cards are way more OP than others. I still think it's up to the other players then to strategize against that. Yeah, but I, I texted this to you, and you were just like, okay. But... That's um, <laughs> <literally, laughs> how I read your text back to me. I'm pretty sure that's how you this meant it to right. be connotated. But... Um, I don't think that the game should be played that way, that right from the beginning you have to go, oh, well he has this card, so now I can't do what I want to do, but I have to not only play catch up and be behind, because he has a significantly better card than me, but I have to tailor my entire experience around what he's going to do. Try and block him at every onset, like that, that's not fun. So one of the things he's talking about is there's certain cards that will give you extra resources right off the bat. Okay. So, essentially, if I go to this place, instead of taking two lightning, I can, or instead of taking one lightning, you can take two. And it's pretty quickly, you can upgrade that, then now you get three lightning. Okay. And water is the best one to get because water lets you, when you upgrade, uh, when you buy another worker, it also makes your hand size go up. So, if you start with the card that gives you that extra water... You're now getting three water so that you can get that extra guy quicker, which then makes your hand size go up so that you can now do all of the oh, other more stuff. stuff. you need bigger hand so like, size in order to get stars, and like laying down stars is how you win the right. game. I actually don't think if someone is decent at that game that you could beat someone with that card if that's their starting card. Okay. and I So agree. you feel like there are cards that are definitely broken. Yeah, yes. we can talk about Agricola too when we get to that because you talk about there's certain cards in Agricola that are like, that is way more powerful yes. or way more useful yes. than this guy. And and I feel like that definitely makes a game not fun when you have to tailor your entire strategy to another person who's playing a strategy. And uh, yeah. I think I mentioned this once before, And neither of you have played Princes of Florence. Or you've heard of it. <laughs> okay. 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 All right. It's uh, It's a game that it's worker placement and there's always something cool you can do but there's kind of this throwing factor of when you when you play Sheprush you say oh I want a builder or I want to do this then there's also this Jester you can take now the Jester gives you I think like two points or something like that but if somebody goes after the Jester strategy mm-hmm. they can completely win the game the only way to beat them if they go on the Jester strategy is to outbid them on the Jesters or take up the price so high that They're spending all their money that they won't be able to do it. So, the only way to beat it is to play that strategy. And that just makes the game not fun. Oh, damn. Because you're like, there's so much cool stuff you can do. And this simple thing that seemed like just a throwaway, here's an extra thing, you know, that way we have something. Somebody can go on, it's completely broken. I've had my cousin beat us by just playing the gesture strategy. And it comes to a point, you're like, well, I didn't enjoy that game. Right. Because even I was trying to, you know, make all these different pieces work, and here he is just, oh, I'll be 200 there. Let's pause the podcast. You start with the card you want from Euphoria, and then me you <laughs> will try wins. and strategize Let's, let's see who wins. Let's see who, see, let's see see who, who wins. Yes. Um, but so, if that brings up almost an entirely new segment, which is, is it okay to change your game? Yeah, I think the answer is yes, but I feel like the answer for you, Benz, is no, because Constantly. I've explained to you so many times why I think this card is imbalanced, you're like, no, it's fine. I'll keep it in there. If someone draws it, then everyone's going to have that poor experience. Have you seen... Um, the, director, the shots fired, but that's how I feel. Have you seen, like, Blade Runner, the director's cut? Yeah, have yeah. you seen Star Wars, the, you know, the director's cut? The special editions? The special editions. Yeah, but that's how he wants you to see it. Yeah, but do you want to see it that way? It but it's his thing. That doesn't matter. How do you want to see Star Wars? I don't watch that version. Uh, how do you find the originals now? It's the internet. VHS, probably.
1: <laughs> I think, my, I think okay. my
0: favorite Star Wars is uh, episode six when they go in and they put in. Anakin from the right. new yeah. <laughs> standing next to Obi Wan and Yoda, when you, yeah, dies, exactly. you like you revert back to right. the, you revert back to like normal. <laughs> so, I think that's okay. No, I think it's I mean, fine, but that's, but I, I don't, that's house ruling. Yeah. yeah, house ruling's totally okay. Yeah, but I, I'm like not for it. For it. I would prefer Why not? your game didn't need to be house ruled, but I feel like there are games where you have especially to, especially a game like you for it, just to keep talking You're about, about yeah. that one. It's a two to five player game. It's got to be really hard, unless you're Fantasy Flight, to play test that as many times as it needs to be play tested at for two to five people. That's six. Two to six. That's, yeah. that's hard. Like literally thousands of times with that many people. I think it makes sense that uh, that cards kind of slip through the cracks. How many people have you played Euphoria with? Three, three max. I wonder Do if you with constant four or five players, if that's, it might be. Yeah, I wonder if some of those, those cards that seem more broken, aren't so much in the Because those cards also have, I'm not mentioning this, they have a, um, a necessity on them. A lot of them are like, you have to either have the lowest intelligence or be alone on that space to get that bonus. Okay. With five players, there's much more of a chance that someone else is going to go to that spot. That's true. No, that's true. With us, it's like, oh, I'm going after energy, you're going after bliss, and So he's going after water. So yeah. then if you figured that out, is it not okay to take that card out when you're playing with two to three or four? I mean, I still wouldn't. If you I realize, th- oh. I still wouldn't. Wow, why not? But it literally is going to suck. Every time we play, if someone gets that card, it's not going to be I don't know, as much fun minutes, for the other people. have been beaten with... Someone Absolutely. having this card? Yeah. And, you, and you don't care. Actually, I don't think I've won you for <laughs> Zach. Yeah, okay. Zach steamrolled us. Yeah. Like I mean, not even close. Dead he close. won by half. and he I had that. We, card? I think we mean yeah. you both had five stars and he had all ten out. Yeah. So So he did it twice as well. But fast you still had did. fun playing it. Yeah. And, it, well, and maybe, that's what, it maybe that's what it is. <laughs> is I still have fun playing it because I like thinking like shit, like he's really, really strong. How do I beat that? But but that's the thing is that you when you can't. I like thinking how do I beat this person who's started at the same level as me. Not not that he, we were swimming a you know a race and he got to do a lap before I jumped in the pool. Like that's not fun. I think it'd be fun to race Michael Phelps. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. Then. (laughs) All right. uh, You talking about alchemist or roll? I can talk about alchemists. Let's that's do it. We actually talked about it on our last podcast. It's something Isn't that I buy? think we wanted to get. I, yeah. I hope it wasn't in our What's Confusing Us segment. But. It's not. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> it certainly confused me the first time we played. Um, it's a bureau placement game that's actually relatively straightforward. It has a really cool turn order thing. I like that um, whoever is last on the turn order spot plays all of their workers down. So you get to see exactly where they're going to go. And now they're done. And then the next person gets to go on top of them, so they'll resolve their actions first. But they have the option, of, or option of like cutting that person off or taking the uh, action before they do. So it's pretty cool that you can yeah. see the whole turn laid out before they get to do anything. So I like that. And the whole game is centered around trying to find out the alchemicals of certain ingredients. So there's, what are the what's in that game? There's, uh, there's frogs. There's like a mandrake root. Yeah, yeah, there, A mushroom, like, tree. Maybe I don't know. I think so it's magic. <laughs> no, there's also like a tree-looking thing. It's like curved and green. No. That's oh, not. oh yeah. There's like a there's like a plant and shit. Tree, whatever. Yeah. It's something. Yeah. Um, so you have to figure out what they are. And each alchemical has three little symbols. It's like it's a red, green, or blue circle with either a plus or negative in it. And then a size. And then a size of them. So you have to try and figure out what each one of those are. And you do that by testing potions. So you'll take. You'll take the mushroom plus the mandrake root, and then you use an iPhone app, which is sounded gimmicky at first, but actually works pretty well, and it's fun to use. You scan it, and it tells you what it makes, either a positive or negative or neutral potion of a certain color. Then you have, um, people at home might remember this, it's called a logic puzzle, logic thinking puzzles, and they look like a matrix grid, and that gives you clues like Jenny is running this race or is... Whatever, And you you mark off the X's of what can't be true to figure out what the thing actually is. This game is that, but for adults. And the deduction part is so much fun. To put in what that potion made, and then you you go, okay, well, it can't be this chemical, or this one, or this one. You start marking it off. And that's a lot of fun to do, to try and figure it out. And you want to start publishing theories on what these um, ingredients are, but you kind of want to do it before you're actually sure, so it's like a race to, am I positive enough or certain enough to make this bet that it is this? Uh, because going first on publishing theories gets you can get you more points okay. and quicker. Um, I guess the only downside to the game was that it ended too quickly last time that I played. Like I was just getting started. I had published like two theories and it was done. Man, it sounds like a good euro to me. <laughs> <laughs> it it kind of sounds like most of them. I feel like that's probably a common yes. thing yes. that's said. They and, end like, too soon. In the end round, it has this, it's called a, what is it, like a public ceremony? Final exhibition or something. Yeah, it's an exhibition. And you go to, you essentially, thematically you're going to this this place, and you're showing off all these potions, and you're essentially saying like, oh, I can make that potion, and I can make that potion, and I can make that potion, and you have to like, you're essentially bidding that you can do these, and um, if you do it correctly, then you can get a lot of points that way too. Uh, I loved it, man. I think it's so much fun. The art is amazing, yeah. which always really helps. Art is really good. Um, it's just it's really really cool. I love love deduction games, oh. and this is literally deduction in a euro form. It's it's really really cool. I would play another deduction game like this in a heartbeat. It's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Minor um, little thing that's super cool is it comes with little tins for the gold pieces and the potion pieces. And they have covers, and they open up, and you put them right on the board, right in the middle. They have these little spaces. Oh, nice! It's genius and simple, yeah. and you're just like, Man, it's just, it's just, just super awesome. cool. And like, you, your player board is this fucking like transformer of like. <laughs> it basically, is it's it's like a foot tall. Yeah, and it, it has, has all these three like, dimensions in it. and like, size. If you thought Roll for the Galaxies player board had a lot of information. This thing's just huge, and you oh, like wow. and it's interactive, like you have these little dots, that you like, okay, so Magic and Frog made this potion, so you kind of like go up, and where they two cross, you put I like it in, that. I like it's, it. it's so sick, if we can get to today, that's going to be fucking Sounds awesome. Sounds like a fun game. Love it, love it. I don't know if right off the bat, I'm like, okay, that's one of my favorite games, but I'm definitely happy I have it, yeah. I, I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go ahead, I'm going to talk about Harbor first, since that's a quick one harbor is one of the newer games from scott alms uh some of you out there you might know him he's a guy who does the tiny epic series so epic kingdom epic defenders and coming out soon is tiny epic galaxies rico you played defenders yeah i played defenders it's like uh tiny ghost stories okay it's not as good as ghost stories but it's tiny was it smooth (laughs) (laughs) was it smooth yeah um yeah, I, I think so, because we actually ended up playing it two or three times in the same night, which was cool, Okay. and once we got it down pat, it was pretty fun, I, I liked it. It just isn't as good as Ghost Stories, because I think that's one of the best co-op games ever made, so I've it, cool. got high standards for that. Ghost, uh, wow, we can talk about Ghost Stories. Oh, wait, not today. <laughs> um, so, Harbor might as well be called Tiny Epic Lahav. Um, you're all kind of building a port in a harbor and you have one worker just like Lahav and you're trying to build these different buildings and once you get five buildings, you kind of score the points of those buildings. Uh, each building does a special a special action and you kind of play on your opponents' buildings and that does something for them. It's, it's so good! <laughs> it's really good. So me and uh, Alfie here have played it twice and it has this really interesting market mechanic where each item is worth a certain value. And you need to have that amount of resources to sell. And once you sell, you can only get that much for it. So let's say um, uh, cows or meat is worth uh, $5. You would need five cows to sell that. And then you would get the $5. Okay. If you had six cows, you would still get $5. But if you had four cows, you couldn't get like a percentage of that. Oh, interesting. So you can have more resources than necessary, but you lose them all. Okay. Um, also, you only, you, once you sell, you only have that money for that turn. Oh man. So if I get, if, like, every once, and it's pretty rare, but every once in a while you'll combo pretty hard and you get like 8 bucks and your building costs 6. What, 12 bucks? I was gonna say 8 bucks. Is yeah, not I guess eight much. Much. But, like, okay, like, you can get like $12 and you'll lose all of that unless you spend it all. Right. Um, I asked if Tiny Epic Defenders was smooth because the, the game just plays so smoothly. It's just really easy to set up. Um, all the buildings have essentially the same power, like it's some sort of trade this resources resource for that resource, Right. or you get this resource based on these factors, like how many um, anchor symbols you have on your buildings. It's, it's just really easy, but it's so much fun, and there's a million buildings in the game for such a small box, so each game is going to be different. Now, uh, and we were just talking about this because we took a quick break here, we've only played it with two people. <laughs> In that market mechanic, so what, it, what I forgot to mention is, as you sell items, those those um, resources move up and down in the market. So they change. So once you sell an item, right uh-huh. that goes back to one, and everything slides up. Oh wow! So he could be making this. He could be setting up to make this power Blade, but then I sell three items, and now the whole market has changed. Whole market's flipped, and so there's there's four different resources you can have. They go uh, though the values are five, four, three, and two through it. <clears throat> If somebody were to use all of that and get the 13 bucks, they would come down. What was it two? Will now be at five. What was it four? Will now be at, you know. Yeah, exactly. So it's it it completely flips, and so you're sitting there and with two people you can kinda gauge, you can see, oh, he's building up the wood a lot, woods at five. He'll probably be buying one of these buildings. There's four buildings in the queue with the two people. I don't know if there's more. I think it's the same with everybody. So there's four buildings. You see you can kind of see what they can buy. Yeah. You know, it's everything's pretty open. And then you say, okay, well, he's gonna be selling wood soon and maybe meat. That means the fish, that'll be moving up. Fish and brick will be moving. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put these up with four people. It just goes out the window. It right? is gonna be it is just gonna be this constant circle and recycling of all the all the goods. And I don't know how I could play that game. And nice. the game ends when four buildings are built. So
1: it's oh, pretty quick. There's, yeah, it's really quick
0: there's tons of buildings you don't see ha- you don't see a four of too, you know, especially right. with two people and so the game the game ends quickly and then I just I can't imagine with four people that market moving. It would be fun though to definitely try. I keep walking in when you guys are yeah, like it's nearly what happens finished with yeah. the game, so yes. Um, I'll get it next time. And I think what's so cool about it is once we've learned the rules and got it after like a couple rounds, you you really start to understand the market. Yeah. Is it's just like, you only have one guy, so you just go, okay, here, and then here. And then that's the whole game. you like, better. Alfie. Between rolling the galaxy and race? Just be honest, dude. (laughs) I don't (laughs) know. Uh, What did you have more fun playing? Probably roll for the galaxy because I played it more recently. All right, there it is. Good deal. Nice high five there, Alfie. Thank you. Um, so instead of cards, you have dice in mold for the Galaxy. And it has that same kind of iconography that you see there, but it's just so much simpler. And it's so, it so really again, it's simple. just really smooth. It plays really quickly. Um, it just, this has a little bit more of this solitaire kind of feel, but I think that when we're playing it, and especially with the company that you have, you're all kind of talking, yeah. and you're all kind of really looking at what, what everybody's doing. It, it's more of like you're trying to you're trying to make sure that someone's not about to end the game. And the big reveal is always really fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's so cool, this idea that you... It, is that replicated in race, where you have to activate certain yes, actions? You yes, a car, you have a card. You have a card that put it face down. Everybody reveals it at the same time, and it shows, all right, we're going to settle, actions. we're going to develop, things like but that. But it's better in this one, because there's just one die on those whatever five that means yes. that you're leaving that you know so yes. you can so quickly see that that makes the reveal more fun and, and you can do all these different actions with it you know you have you, you, you take up your player board and all of a sudden you're looking around yeah oh like, am i gonna get a settle because i have two die under the settle right but i mean but attributed. you really need ship so that you chose right. the ship action yeah it's fucking great man we we played it twice there's another one yeah, play right. down play it it, yeah. um this rarely happens, so that's two games. we thought thought about playing it a third time later in the night. Yeah. Well, and then yesterday, um, <laughs> it wasn't kind of on the list, but after we played uh, Burgundy, uh, Rico was like, let's play um, Roll before you do anything else, actually. So they actually have something in common that I like a lot, and it's that you can't really get backed into a corner in either game, and I really like that. Uh, this one gives you, if you don't have anything that you really can use, you can put one die in the corner, and that lets you reprogram one of the die that can't go under a spot, but now it can. So it gives right. you a way to get out of a bind. Uh, both games do that. So I always feel like whatever I roll, whatever I have, whatever tiles come out in burgundy, mm-hmm. I can do something with it. I can try and make the best of it. I like that a lot. And I love in this game like the mechanics are so well designed. Um, if you if you are short on dice, you could always just throw people onto explore and just use it for the money aspect so that you're pulling dice back from your citizenry. Right, room. right. If you're, you know, same thing if you're short on planets, you can kind of do all that, and you can ensure that those things happen. Or you can take those risks and be like, I'm going to put, I'm going to bank that someone's going to develop, I'm going to bank that someone's going to settle, I really need to produce, so I'm going to put dice there, and you can do all that. And when that happens, and someone pulls up, and yeah. every action has been has been activated, you're like, fuck yeah, this game's mine.
1: <laughs> it <laughs> um, is
0: really satisfying. That's awesome. In all three games, I haven't, same thing, uh, what was the other game we were talking about where I've never done the same strategy twice? Among the Stars. Among the 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 Stars. Same kind of theme, too, where we're building, essentially, our space empire. In this one, I haven't done the same strategy twice. This last time, I went hardcore after producing and shipping, which was incredible. It was incredible. But it's also because they give you, like, a Santa bag's size, you know, with all the tiles and stuff. Yeah, this bag is gigantic. So I feel like the first two games I had a lot of military dice. I was overflowing with blue and purple dice. So I was shipping a lot, and, right. th- and I had bl- and I had blue and purple. I had blue planets. So Which I was, was always getting two to three VP each time I was shipping. Yeah. It's fucking great. It's like- so much fun. I like that on the player board. It shows each dice yeah. what what symbols it has on it, and so you're looking. You're like, all right, I want to settle this turn, and I want develop. Well, you're going to have to roll those dice, and hopefully you get those. Right. And so you're like, all right, I need to take these dice for that. I can't take my alien dice because right. that's not going to help me at all. When we were first learning it, that player board has so much going on that I looked at that corner, and it does show you every die, what every single side on every die is. And I instantly was like, that's too much. I don't need that. <laughs> After one turn, I was like, all right, what do these do? Right, right. <laughs> you immediately want to know since you can make that strategy work. I definitely feel that um, with this game, and then the dice themselves are so cool. They're yeah. like they're all really cool colors. I'm, I like that they're mini. And every time we <laughs> play, though, we dump them out onto the table in this beautiful melange of like colored iconography, <laughs> and it's just fucking gorgeous to look at. And it makes this kind of tableau of brilliant board game design on your table, and it's just something that's so sexy to look at. I got to tell you, both times we played it, I've kind of been half cocked. <laughs> it up oh, That york. paragraph shows. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I feel like you gotta do that. Like, you put them all, and then you're, you're all grabbing it. We've never come close to using all the dice. Yeah, I don't know why there's that many. Like, there's so many dice, well, and they're just, they're... There I just have like a talk, talk about it last time. You I do know. have a few for each single player. It's so you can get to a max. There, there's enough white dice for everybody to start with the five. And yeah. We played with four, and there was we still didn't come close to using all those dice. No. Like, you gotta be a crazy-ass player to burn through all those. And, and like the, I said, and then like, the game's over. He, exactly. And then the game's over. Um, both times, though, as much as I was burning through that VP pretty quickly, I didn't realize he had 11 buildings built, or 11 space oh, empires built. Right. And so you, you notice, at the start, you kind of notice, okay, this person has, because you start with three, you notice, all right, that person has four, that person has five, I have four. Then all of a sudden, people start building buildings. Right. And you you're like, I'm going to produce the ship. Yeah, yeah, we're a ship. You get to a point where you're like, people have nine and ten buildings built. This is about to come to an end. Yeah, yes. but you know what happened is I had eleven buildings built, and then I said, "How many points do you have, Ben?" And he had twenty-nine or something like that. I had like nineteen, so I was mm-hmm. like, "If I end the game, I lose." And then I ship twice. That's, that's it. You know what I mean? Oh, so then I stopped building buildings, and I was like, "Well, maybe I can catch up another way." And I cried. Right. So I was able to do the one turn where I produced on three planets and then shipped all of them in the same turn because those actions go one after another. And I like I like how I like how you can compound things. Yeah. and you can just multiply on like the ship you can produce and then ship and yeah. all that can be in one turn yeah. and then he and then sadly he traded the next round <laughs> oh it, sa- thank you so, so and we scored the shipping action but no producing so he was there with the ability to ship nothing oh man okay that's Roll for the Galaxy really really great game real quick on Roll I believe they're coming out with an expansion it's going to add another color of dice what? And cool. leaders, I believe, I believe it's this game, leaders that allow you to, it's like a leader dice that you're always going to be able to put back into your cup.
1: Nice. And it gives
0: you, like, different bonuses, so I, that, I think that'll be coming out. Wait, I have not heard anything about this. That, that sounds, sounds uh, really awesome. BGG it. Come on, man. Come on. Do you, have you heard about it? Oh, yeah. Have you? I didn't know anything about it, but I knew it was coming. Damn, that sounds fucking exciting. This, this guy at work was like, yeah, after about 30 plays... You know, it like kind of loses uh, some steam, it needs an expansion, but it's coming out. I was like, alright, I've never played a game 30 times, so. I, uh, Yeah, I think I'll be okay. i have, okay, you, So, um, this will roll into Ubi a little bit. You've been playing games longer than both of us, yes. Alfie. Have you played anything 30 times, besides like, chess? No, not... You ever probably, probably, times? But we probably play <laughs> Ticket to Ride twenty-five, thirty times. Okay. That's you know a game Ugh. we can play with like my mom and my sister, things like that. And so we'll play three times in a row. Actually, how many games of Werewolf have we played? That doesn't. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna take. Have we played 15? Out. fifteen? Yeah, but you take that out because it's a six-minute game. Mm-hmm. Play Dutch Blitz thirty times. Yeah. Okay. Roll, thirty times for sure. Roll for the Galaxy Ambition is the name of this expansion. It adds a leader dice. When does it come out? Twenty fifteen. So it'll be this year. Uh, well, hopefully it'll come back in either June or October. Right. Cool. What was it in June? What comes out? Oh, Lagrange in June. Nice. So in June, we, have, we, we need to fly to Connecticut. Connecticut, okay. To Hang on. It's means... La Connecticut. La Lagrange. <laughs> oh, so... Which it means the farm in Spanish. You, you laugh about that. Um... On the last Dice Tower podcast, yeah. they both were saying, like, Lagrange, Lagrange. La yeah. And then Eric Summer <laughs> looked it up and he's like, oh, by the way, uh, Tom, about the game that we were talking about earlier, it, it's actually spelled a... Lagrange. <laughs> 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 yeah, I cringe a little bit when I hear that one um, pronounced. All right, so we're going to get into the main topic here and we're going to spend about a half hour on this. Uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Uwe Rosenberg. So, Uwe Rosenberg, for those of you who don't know, is probably best known for designing Elricola. What? No? I thought it was Farm Simulator. Okay. okay. Uh, so Agricola... I tried. What ranks <laughs> Agricola on BGG, Alfie? What rank? Six, I believe? Has Caverna taken it over? Caverna's four. So Agricola is, of course, also known as Misery Farm. Yes. Um, just a really, really fucking rough game. You can be you can be like the resident BGG rank man. Yeah. Like, well, I have all his uh, main game chart here and what the rank is on BGG. What? That's Holy amazing. shit, he totally does. On yeah. paper. Yeah. Um, Handwritten. Yeah. That's incredible. So we wanted to talk about Uwe because a couple of nights ago we played Agricola and Caverna in the same night. Um, because both of them are essentially... like Caverna is, is often called Agricola 2.0. They share a lot of the same mechanics and they share a lot of the same kind of ideas in terms of how the games play. So um, real quick, let's kind of talk about... What games of Uve have each of us played, and then we'll kind of go through Agricola and Caverna and how they relate to each other, and then we'll talk about some of those other games that we played. All right. Um, I've played Agricola, Caverna, Glass Road, Agricola two-player, the tiny one, mm-hmm. all creatures, big and small. I'm gonna right. call it tiny Agricola. Okay. And is that that's the first one you played? <laughs> that's the first one I played. Yeah. Okay. Um, because when I first got into board games, something that I looked for a lot when buying was a game that I could play with Lady Wozman. Okay. So I bought. I have a lot of two-player games, two games. Games that work best at two players. I've got quite a few. So um, that was the first one I picked up. And I like it because it's small, um, and it actually has something unique about it that you don't get in Agricola or Caverna or any of the other ones. Is that you can actually build the pastures, and I think that's pretty fun. Right. Um, that's all I play. You played much longer than all of us, so what's your history there? Uh, Agricola, Caverna, and now Glassrope. And you, but okay, but you got how many? How many years have you been playing Agricola? This will have been six years this year. So wow. <laughs> much more than our. He's yeah, already played S- since two thousand nine. Thirty plays on the Agricola. At least twenty. Wow, wow dude! At least that, twenty. That's fucking intense. We gone gone from getting about six points a game up yeah. to close to fifty even more and back down to about 20 25 points a game that game is just complex um so I started off with Caverna and then we played Agricola and Glass Road Caverna really that even that first play one Twincess played with us and was in it the whole time Yeah. um and, and Rico actually lied to her about the donkeys and she probably could have won without never it I never lived this up is- um but I just remember finishing that game, and as long as it took, all I wanted to do was play it again immediately. And like Harbor and like um, Alchemists, these games where I just think about them all the time, of like, how can I better that game? Like, what can I do that's different? And so, I, if I you... picture the board, and I'm like, fuck, what can I do? I'll be at work folding this incredible pair uh, of jeans. Like, if you guys haven't seen, Gap has these new pair of resolution jeans out. They have a... <laughs> Kind of a new fabrication. Anyways. <laughs> but uh, if you if you catch him looking off fondly into space, he's it, just thinking, thinking of about dwarfs. Yeah, I'm and, thinking about, right, Caverna, right. Thinking about going, going on tours. Um. Just it's just one of the games. It sucks. It's really sticks with me. Yeah. Um, that absolutely in my top five, if not my number one. Wow. Absolutely, dude. Um on BGG I believe I have it at nine. How is Keyflower not better than Caverna For you. I don't think it's a better game. It's so much better game. It is so tight. Every mechanic is... We're not talking about tight.
1: We're We're not talking about
0: tight. We're always talking about tight. Only when we talk about Kanish should we talk about tight. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You should probably avoid shots first, especially with a new guest here. Um, But a a tight game doesn't make it a good game. A tight game doesn't make it better than Caverna. Rico, you think Keyflower is better than Caverna? Yeah. Okay. Do you? No. I don't either. Absolutely. I also I also have more fun in Caverna. Keyflower is, a, is probably a shorter yeah, it's a shorter game, but I think Caverna Caverna is so much fun. And it's fun for fucking three and a half hours. Mm. You really? I, I it's a great game, but now a, we're just talking about like my favorite game, so it, you know, yeah, like enough, enthusiasm for it in comparison. Anything uh, to say, Mr. Mysterious? I would definitely say Caverna. Than keyflower. I did not wow. really like keyflower when we played it. Yeah. I mean, I've only played it the one time with you. Yeah. I've only played Caverna the one time either. But I had so much fun with the little dwarfs and making the little caves and that. Right. Okay. And, and that's great. our mystery guest, the beer monger himself, Z-Man. Z-Man. Man up. Um, The one who always Beats us at every, every single every fucking game, game. <laughs> And like well, The best was uh, So we'll, we'll tell a story About him really quick About yeah, Euphoria no, yet. This is why he, he doesn't just... Like keyflower Because I beat him That's why You yeah, so, probably do So we he played Euphoria have. The other night And what We played Euphoria A couple times You I played think. it Four or five times Five times yeah And I played it A handful of times And I read that rule book Over and over again yeah. In 30 seconds Z-Man is like, oh so I don't have to use the dice to go to this spot right here? And we're like, No, 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 you gotta use the dice. And he's like, that doesn't make sense. There's no box there. Which um if you see you know, there's boxes the where you can put the dice. Right. So sure enough, we 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 look through the rule book and we're reading it. Absolutely don't have to do that. No. Within 30 seconds we found a fucking rule that like none of us were able to grasp. Gotta the which, boxes? Let's which is pretty impressive. <laughs> but back to this. Okay, so let's well let's keep going with this then. So Agricola. Do you think Agricola is better than Caverna? Um, probably, but I don't like it more. Really, I like Caverna way more than Agricola. Yeah. I like I think Caverna's is a better the game than Agricola. So this goes back to I think Agricola is tighter. Yeah, it is. I didn't feel I disagree. And you can you can you can um help me out with this one. I didn't feel that Agricola was as hard or as harsh to us as players as we have heard as we have heard that it is. Right. I didn't feel that I was struggling that much to feed my people. I didn't either. I, I, I agree because we were able to feed our people every time, but then I looked at our end scores. Not a single person was over 30. We didn't do that much. And is it because, so, oh, are, so, so we sucked at it. So were we supposed to that. take more risks and then – because we both thought about we got to feed our people, so we did that and then we made stuff. Should we have been like, let's try and get these combos and then hopefully we'll be able to feed yes them? Yes and no. I, if, and this is we'll talk about. We'll talk about this now of – you get those minor improvements and occupations dealt to you at the beginning of the game. Yeah, some, s- people do a, some people do a draft mechanic or different ways of doing that, but the main way you do it is you draw seven and there you go. If you like them, you like them. If you don't, then yeah. screw you. And I think I had one occupation I liked and like there were two minor improvements. And none of us really played those cards. If you can combo those cards you, to this point where feeding people isn't a hard thing to do, you're not taking the... Go fishing to grab two food. You're, so, you're, so it's only punishing for new players then? Is it's, that what I mean? It, it, or yeah, even if you get a good hand? Right. If, okay. if you get a good hand, you can run away with that game. You can just, you know, yeah the combo stuff can be so right. big. But but yeah, feed, feeding your people is very hard. And we did. We spent a lot of time gathering the food, taking actions to do that. And our end score showed it. Yeah. Uh, we all scored 25, 26, 27 points. Um, rather than graduating those Overall, I, I, I do like Caverna better, I think. But I def- I definitely do. But I yeah. what it would really surprise me, too, is Agricola seemed really short. Super short. We ended up playing oh. it, I think, in 90 minutes, yeah. including um Explanation. Rules, Explanation. Which you hadn't played in a couple years, you'd yeah. And was playing wrong. <laughs> yes, I, I figured out for five years I had played it wrong with the breeding. Yeah. And Rico pointed out after we played... Uh, Agricola, then we played Caverna, and he pointed out that when you breed, if you have two or more, you just get one animal. Yeah, you get a That's it. You, you get, get a single animal. Right. No matter if you have two, three, four, five, or six, you get a single animal. Which is biologically impossible, but whatever. <laughs> well. <laughs> right, but. It's just illogical. What, they're barren? <laughs> no, <It's> i rude. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, I can't talk about the depths of my sheep. mind went to. <laughs> Oh God, <laughs> um, I I don't agree that Agricola is a tighter game though because you have the cards. Okay, Caverna Caverna is the same setup every single time because yeah. of those buildings. Now, there allows so much for those buildings. Right. I, so I was just buildings. thinking of that openness. But, yes, but yes. you're right. It is but a really Agricola has design. that, and it, and it's a controversial thing. But you know, most people agree there is more playability there because there's more cards What? If, but I still like Cavernot what if you flipped all of the room boards over and the room boards tell you where to put all the rooms and there's like the one that has the million spaces for the full game with every building out and the other one just has a few for the beginner game what if you flipped it over to the beginner one and then like randomly picked out the buildings that and then start Bob with. one yeah would you replace it to, then, yeah, similar to Glass, road. It like Glass Road what about that I feel like that would increase it's re- replayability yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. No. <laughs> well, what, what do you? I mean, what do you? What do you, you do, like though, full to. circle. Yeah, are yeah, going back to you for you. I don't. I'm, I'm not house ruling that. Well, what oh. do you do though? What do you do though with? You want those buildings that allow you to get more dwarves, what but if none of those. But come everyone's on? on this. Well, no, you would keep the houses. The dwelling ones would be the same. Okay. You would so just do it for everything would be else. the same. Yeah. But everything else. Yeah. yeah. It would be interesting. I would would, would definitely play it. We played the beginner one, and I thought it was fun. That concept of scarcity is pretty prevalent in games, right? Where you have something shitty or not ideal, and you have to right or someone takes exactly what you are about to take. Yeah. So I don't think that would be bad. No, I think that would make make for an interesting game. Um, I mean, if I owned it, I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah, of course. Uh, but that's just because I think Cabernet is amazing. I obviously like it a little bit more than you guys. So, uh, perfect. every game that Vince likes is amazing and perfect and never needs to be changed. Inpe- <laughs> impeccable Designs. Oh, exactly. Impeccable <laughs> design. He likes to tweet designers as well. I do. Okay. D- dude, guy. okay. I would never mess with your precious game. So, Jamie Hashtag said... So last forever. I, Hashtag love Hashtag marry me. Hashtag. <laughs> okay, one. Isaac Vega responded to me about A City of Ravens expansion. Yes, he did. Uh, two. Um... I said this at the middle the of game night last night with Rico. The guy who designed Euphoria, Jamie Stagmeyer, follows me on Twitter now. Oh, gosh. You're claim to fame. <laughs> um, Whatever, bro. I you gotta be a hater? All right. Uh, stu- dude, Scott Alms. No. The guy who owns Tasty Minstrel. Yes. Liked your picture of yes, Harvard? Yes, liked the picture of me oh, with my uh, hashtag Arizona Icy. It's, 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 it's not Scott Alms. It's yeah, the guy yeah, who owns yeah, Tasty yeah. Minstrel. I don't know his name. I've backed a bunch of stuff on Kickstarter from them, so I have. Yeah, I like that oh yeah you have atmosphere. Yeah. and um, uh, It was a good picture. So, I want to talk about Caverna yeah. as an evolution of Agricola. Do you feel like it builds upon ideas from Agricola, or that he's making a different game? He's making a different game, but I like the direction. Okay. I like the openness. It's, I don't know, I, some people don't think that more is better, but I think in this game it definitely is. So you're not just doing the same thing every time. And I get that the cards change that, but you really could just start out one game and do something completely different than the other, even though you have the same options every time. Right. And that's fun to try and maximize one thing or, or several. And it definitely changes the different player counts. So there's a, you, I, I like more. Do you feel really like fun. this is a direct successor to Agricola, yes. Or that he's simply pulling mechanics from Agricola? Oh, it's a direct success. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that in Caverna there's the mines and the younger fields. And you have to think about you both. Caberno? Yeah, yeah Caberno. you have to think about both. Yeah, but you can focus on one or the other. So you still have to build your minds. Yeah, those so you lose points. But then you can go crazy on these fields, and I think that's really cool. And I think the way that it doesn't feel like two different games. Like if I play the minds, I don't feel like I'm playing a different game. Yeah, Right. I still sure. feel like I'm playing the same game. I just feel like okay, like I'm gonna st- I'm gonna st- focus on gaining all these rubies. Right. Um, which I've never tried before. But you could use those rubies to do a bunch of cheating things the way, the right. same way Z-Man over here. So when we played the first time, he went on so many adventures, and which was really impressive. He didn't build up his board at all. It eh, wasn't that. He didn't build up his board at all until Me the last... turn Impressive. Maybe. It was like the last turn. Until just the last turns. turn, all he did was go on adventures, and his guys were built up so much that all he did was lay tiles thanks to his adventurers. Yeah, that's impressive. I, that is pretty cool. I think that's one of the things I like about Caverna. It, it's one of the reasons I like the game more than Agricola is in Caverna you feel like you can do so much more stuff because you can go on those adventures. Yeah. If you were to not go on a single adventure, it would feel like almost the exact same game. Uh, oh, interesting. Well, on this turn, all right, I'll I'll uh, I'll take a vegetable. I'll, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take a grain over it. here. And then now I'll sow. But Caverna allows you to... When you sell, you get to sell multiple things, not just one. You know, yeah. you, you gotta I feel like you get to do all this stuff and then you go on these adventures and it says like, okay, um, you know I want a dog, and I want a sheep, and <laughs> I want a wood. And you can do all these different things of maybe you don't need ten wood, maybe you just need three. Oh, but you're no. like okay, I'm stacking okay, wood, okay. okay, okay. Trying to get the every, full every, wood, we've discussed this, everybody needs wood. No? Okay. I thought that was gonna be funny. <laughs> joke fell flat. <laughs> yeah, that joke fell flat. Okay. Um, what, <laughs> to bring you back there. <laughs> yeah, right, look at there. There's no sound <laughs> there's a, there. There's a definite like lol. I'm waiting for people to laugh. I'm going to I'll cut it out, don't worry. It's already yeah. gone. Yeah. It never happened. I know. Um I like <laughs> that in the cavern part of Caverna, you can focus even within the cavern on different stuff. Right. So there you could build buildings cuz the game does come with 50 right at the beginning of the game, you could build any of 50 buildings. But you could also build like the mines which take up the building mm-hmm. spots. So even within there you can do I want buildings? Do I want all mines? Do I want a mixture? Um, and that's a, like a game within a game within a game. And the mine is so. the only place where you can play buildings that'll give you end scoring, right? The, the mine does give you end scoring. Like Yeah, they're they're worth like four points or something like that. Well, no, like those are the only place where you can place a, st- a tile that's going to say um, four points for all your sheep or... For they, each adventurer. Yeah, you like you can't, because you, you can't do any of that in the field, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah within, within the cavern. Right. Which is in itself, like, so you, if you completely... Ignore that, you're never going to get that, and you're never going to win. Right. Um, All right. Awesome. So, real quick, Agricola or Caverna? No, easily Caverna. Okay. Z-Man? Never played Agricola. You never played Agricola? so Caverna. Alfie? Caverna. Yeah. What, if, what if I said tiny? <laughs> tiny Agricola. <laughs> um, okay, so then let's talk about Glass Road real quick. Uh, Glass Road is super interesting because it's a similar theme. It's very rural. You're still kind of building this kind of farmstead. It's very rural. Is it not rural? Come on, man. Everyone knows that's it's farm-related when it's... You know? <laughs> okay, um, but it has completely different mechanics. This one yeah. feels like you don't have enough time. Yeah, definitely. Um, Agricola one goes by pretty quickly, but I feel like... In a good way. Yeah, this there's one... There's still 14 rounds in that game, though. Wow. You know, in Agricola, there's, there's, there's 14 rounds. Caverna, I think it's pretty close to the same thing. Glass Road, there's 12. In you get to play twelve cards on okay in Glass, Road. In, in Glass Road. You get to play twelve cards. It does not feel like that. Yeah, up to a total of twenty. Yeah, mm. twelve to twenty. But it's you. You have no time to do anything though. Yeah, Glass Road. It's just very different. All of those other games are just standard, or no, maybe not standard's not the right word, but they're all worker placement games, and this is still feels like his stuff because it has the same. Pictures and the same art and the same building names, even the same right. everything, but it's just so wildly different that you're using hands to, play, to get stuff done, and then it has a really cool resource wheel. Um, and what your opponents play is so important, and that's something that you don't yes. see very often. More in player your interaction. I think the one thing I like about Glass Row that you don't see in either of the other two games we've talked about is in Glassroad, like you just said, the resource wheel of it's that is cool. that's moving around, it's changing similar to Harbor with that market of yeah. Yeah, it it moves based on different things and then shifts and rotates and all this stuff's going on that it's not just okay, I'm gonna collect four wood here and then well I'll use two to buy here. Well, maybe you collect four wood, well also may have a few more bricks and a little less clay. Yeah. yeah, I love every game that we've played this, there's at least been a couple times where people do something, and they move the resources, but they can't, They just it doesn't click in their head, then they move all those resources, and now their bricks are back to zero. Yeah, right. Or, wow, I got all that, and now it's immediately gone to zero, and my glass went up, which is great, but that's not what you were planning. Yeah. You instantly, it's so easy to forget that just moving one little thing is just going to make you lose so many resources if that wheel turns. Right. It's, it's huge. Um. I love Last Road. It works amazingly as a two player game. It does. It does. Uh, so, I'm going to talk about a cool house rule that I would like to try for Last Road. Okay. I've played the game twice solo now, and it has a really cool mechanic where every round that you do, the cards that you played during that round, you can't use during the next round. Ooh. I yeah, think it's really it would cool. be really interesting to try that with a well, lot of Well, the people. first time me and you played it, we started playing that way. Okay. Where we had, you would do your five, and then those went off, and then we did our next five. Right. And um, then we found out that that was wrong. <laughs> Right, and then we were also doing the how you combo off someone else's card yeah. wrong as well. So it'd be fun to do it with the right rolls with just that minor change. I love I wonder if that would. And be then is that if I use the card, I don't get to do it again, or if I have it in my hand, I don't get to do it again? Yeah, whatever five okay. cards that you pick for that round, you I don't do. use in the next turn. Okay, whether I get to play them or that's right. not. That's it. Just those that's five done. Huh. How like many? A, how many cards do you start out with? Fifteen. So, so you, you have would have get. So games, for right? the last turn, you'd be able to pick from your fifth. You'd be able to pick from the first ten. Yeah. That's maybe, cool. that maybe on maybe on the last round. That's a good idea. On the last round, you get them all. You get them and all. It's like all right, you ideas. get to pick from your 15 okay. cards. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel, like, I feel like I feel like that comes to a point round. where you're well, trying to map out the entire game from the very start, though. What are you doing? Which that? is, but on that's Agricola. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that is. Um, I don't know, man. If I can't do my slash and burn every round, <laughs> 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 ah, board game joke. Look, that one landed. <laughs> it did why i don't know <laughs> i know um all right so that's Uwe rosenberg you guys have any more thoughts no anybody excited about arla patchwork know. patchwork anybody uh, yeah i'm curious about patchwork I'd, I'd be willing to play two player abstract Did you want to play do? that one then that'd be cool yeah okay nice. all right, well, <laughs> you. Yeah, so all right. It, sounds good we got two weeks so you can done um arla like i want to play it but it looks way too intense yeah, it doesn't sound like something that I am willing to drop 60, 70, 80 however much money that thing costs just for a two player game. Well, not even well, just just before I try it. Yeah. That's just too much to drop before I've tried it. On the so. on the last podcast you said this was a game that confuses you or are you yeah. still confused? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's all right. Confused. All right. Yeah. Um sweet. Okay, so that's Uwe Rosenberg so speaking of confusing, let's go through what do we want to buy? What do we want to play and what confuses us? If you guys don't have anything for the last one, that works. Uh, Rico, do you have anything that you want to buy? I know you do. Oh, yeah. I've got way too much, as always. But I did just buy, it's on its way here, uh, Viticulture and Tuscany, which is the newest games from the people who made Euphoria. Well, it's um, super, that's super exciting. It is it's super exciting. Right? I do hear that there is already a dominant strategy that you can actually win by collecting money and not making wine. wine. Okay. But I feel like that would just take fun out of the game, so it's like, don't sounds be, fun don't, to me. don't be that guy. Yeah, don't be Z man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying to buy that one too. But I picked it up because the Prima edition of Tuscany is still available, and it comes with seventy two actual metal coins. And these things are oh, like, very cool. It sounds terrible. The picture is gorgeous. Like, well, it, I think it's gonna be really. Add, like, really add to the experience. When you and when we talked about that with these guys is yeah. they love components. Even for Euphoria, they have, they have these collections called treasure chests. Yeah, I've seen those. And they <laughs> add components that you can use in different games. Yeah. I mean, they're designed specifically for their games. But they talk about how... They, they have one that looks like it's just designed for power grid. It has, like, the it, trash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like... But they talk know. about, like, yeah. oh, you can use these wherever you want, but we, we thought about this game when we were doing these components, and it's just, it's all, right. like, in your four, you can get, they're not gold, but, like, little mm. metal gold bars, and they're freaking amazing. Um, super excited to try Biticulture. Yeah, me too. All right, what do you want to play? Um, I want to try Strategy Looper again. I'm glad that you pulled that out. I'm excited to do that with four. I think yeah, that's going to be excited a really play. awesome experience. And since we found the like player sheet online, I think that's going to be amazing as well. It's really going to help us do our deduction piece. Because I was trying to do it in my head last time. Okay, well, I died as this character here at this turn after this happened. After that happens once and you reset and do it again, you, you can't remember it all. So that player sheet for us against you... Um, It's going to really help us because the game is very stacked against the people who aren't the whatever game master So, yeah, I'm excited to play that. Sweet. Anything confusing you? I'll have to think. I'm not sure yet. All right. What do you want to buy? Buy? Well, I suppose... I know this is weird for you. If my girlfriend's listening, I don't want to buy anything. (laughs) (laughs) If she's not listening, uh... Hey, we... We can be safe. She's not listening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was, that, was really, that was really funny. That one hit. Yeah. Uh, buying probably, I mean, games we've been playing that I'd want to play for a long time that I want to play with my family role well, for the galaxy is one of them. I'd love to buy that, play that with Ooh, the family. You bought Eminem Domain, right? Yes, I bought Got. I eminent Domain. No. Domain for my brother for his birthday, and him and his wife played it. They both liked it a lot. Oh, they got it already? Because, yeah, uh, Puerto Rico is, both of them love Puerto Rico. Eminent Domain is a lot like Puerto Rico with some of the mechanics, and so they love it. I'll be playing that soon. Um, But, like, Roll for the Galaxy, Caverna, these are games that I'd I'd like to buy, play with them. I actually really want to do Roll with Lady Wiseman. Because it's a game that I can see myself picking up in the future, Um, but... I want to know if she's gonna like it. It's right. cause it's a really good two player game, and so that's important for me. So right. I might need to borrow your copy. What do you wanna play? Play all the games we've been playing. <laughs> I wanna play. I wanna play Dead of Winter again. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Among the Stars, Caverna, Euphoria. Yeah. I haven't gotten a chance to play that. We can probably play that in like five minutes here. <laughs> when, uh, there's a game. Um, Very quick. It's similar to Twilight Struggle. It's called Labyrinth, the War on Terror. It's basically a oh, cool. 2000s version of the Cold War Twilight Struggle. Okay, Damn. so what were the two sides? It is... Oh, <laughs> Is Son, it like David Bowie versus a... <laughs> David <laughs> Bowie versus a baby? War on Terror? Yeah. So the Labyrinth? Um, oh okay. Okay. okay wow all right wow. Wow. so a horrifying movie <laughs> i have something for what confuses Labyrinth. me go ahead so bets always sends me games like with these weird themes like uh what was the one you sent me most recently you are a player who is trying to build a magic the gathering deck and that's yes. that's a Board game. Board I I don't. There's a there's a game you sent me a while ago about like you trying to sell a game at Essen. Yeah, yeah. I don't like these meta. No, that's not uh, that go, go play Match. build, build it so Mill- Millennium Blades actually does something like that. The I'm that's sure the game that you talked about. But so it's done by these guys, Level Ninety Nine. It's on Kickstarter right now. If you guys want to go back it, um, I like interest, it. I like interesting themes. It, it simulates the idea of playing a collectible card game but all of it you can go to the store to buy cards you can trade with other people that doesn't sound fun though yeah at all. i think it's that 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 you know what, though? so much how many of you guys played magic though growing up yeah and that doesn't know. sound fun to you no i'd rather oh, just you play magic to be you, honest wait, so, know. so you loved magic i love magic were... i was and listening to the old game... podcast i jizzled magic on the first one oh, all right this game you're excited but you want to play this game yeah dude it sounds awesome. But you pick any of these themes, and it, it doesn't matter if it's something I can relate to or not. Like this idea of being someone else doing this. Other, like I don't know. It, that it's, doesn't it's sound too fine. much for me, and yeah. I, I don't find that interesting. Well, that'll, that'll work out when I talk about what confuses me too. Actually, cool. Um, okay, what do I want to buy? I really want to buy like a big box game, like specifically either Galaxy Fresh Tracker. Scale. Oh yeah. No, well I do like. You're getting to my what do you want to play, you <laughs> asshole? Uh, Galaxy Trucker Anniversary Edition? I went by, like, Galaxy Trucker it's Anniversary like Edition. on Amazon? Yeah, cool. so we got Dungeon Pets recently. Yeah. um, And we played Through the Ages, and you have Mage Knight. I was in boot by the end of Dungeon Pets. So. Yeah, and just, Vlada is oh, such, such a, a cool designer, man. He's, so, he's fun. so much fun. And I think my son would enjoy Galaxy Trucker, at least the aspect of building that spaceship. Absolutely. And it just, they just seem, they're so different. And... I really don't... I don't have a whole lot of big box items. I have a ton of $40 games. Mm-hmm. I, it's, um, technically, forty is a $70 game, but it's ridiculous. Don't do that, guys. But big box, for me, I don't think of it as how much is the original like MSRP, but more of like what's in it. You know? And, big box Yeah, is, and that's like... like Caverna like, is a fucking... Like, what is no, that, 20 no, see, pounds? not even that. I mean, really? So you're thinking of a game that comes content. with a game plus expansion. What? Right, like Alhambra has like five expansions. Carcassonne. Carcassonne, uh, yeah. But do you know what I mean? Like it comes with a lot of yes. Galaxy Trucker has to Games that are specifically big boxes. So that's what they're called. i hammer exactly. big, box, big because box. Because it comes with expansions. Right. Escape the Cursed Temple has. But the two expansions and all the promos or whatever, and that's wow. the big box. Fence you have. want you yeah, want like just like a the, huge the big huge games. Game. The yeah. games that come yeah. in a and there larger like box. box. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> Mage Knight, like Caverna. Yeah, and there are these like five star titles and stuff. I that's like find a bunch funny. of weird shit. I don't have a lot of like these like base games that are like milestones of the board. So you're to talking, year. you just want some AAA? Yeah, exactly. AAA yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, okay, so that gets into what I want to play. I actually really want to play Alhambra. I really want to play Carcassonne. Okay. These games that like I played Carcassonne. These like older games that like you know these won, they've won awards or whatever, but I, I don't know anybody who has Alhambra. Yeah, I me mean, you neither. Know, and I never like, listened. I, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I never listened to people talk about it. Yeah. I just know that it, but was, it sold like a. Yeah. A bajillion copies, so... Um, I hear it's people good. talk about cards all the time and I've never played it. It seems like something I would like because I love fucking Tile Lane. Mm-hmm. So it well, seems like right well, on my I'll bring it over some Thursday if you let me know. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I really want to play those games. I want to play... And then, like, The Hob. Yeah, sure. Um, that's why we... I mean, that's the same reason we played a brick book because, like it's not that we're late to this but there's already a lot of classics yeah so, exactly there's a lot to catch up you know what I mean it's like yeah. it's like being born in whatever decade you're being you're born in and then watching movies that oh, oh, right For, you the past the past 10 years have been pretty big I think Agricola came out in 2004 yeah wow. and so the, the past 10 years have just been, have been there's some big time like classic yeah. like heavy games that have come out well, it, it sounds it sounds really stupid and uh, to say but this literally is the golden age like they're the games that are right. coming out right now are better than ever. The right. production values are better than ever. The rule books are getting better than ever. The you know the stuff like the mechanics, like player elimination is going away. Like The games are better and yeah. more are coming out. Monopolies the are more varied. Yeah. yeah. Wait, like I it's said, it's, it's, it's not by monopolies. It's it's there's, <laughs> there's more monopolies than ever before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like I said, better. it's killing it right now. But uh, it sounds pretentious and stupid to say, like, go up to someone and be like, did you realize that this is the golden age of board gaming? But get, once you don't explain that. You talk about it, it on the podcast. Yes. Like, it, it, it really is, and it's awesome. Um, it's but fun. we do have a little catching up to do. Oh, you know, I've never played yeah. Cosmic Encounter, which is a thirty. year Which is crazy. Game, yeah. So. Um, I played Arkham once. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and it's been the butt of every board gaming joke since. Uh, but I loved it. But it's, yeah. yeah, we talk. It's a fucking long ass game, and it just is. Wait, our 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 regular joke for Arkham, for those at home, is that. Uh, it gets really late at night, and we go, okay, so one more, maybe just like a, you know, a quick game of Arkham, and it's, you know, no big deal, let's go. And every time we think it's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even I Even so right that was the funniest thing yeah, right now. Yeah, I was about to laugh, but we've laughed so much that <laughs> I was tired. Um, so as far as confusing, you talk about me sending you these games with these really weird yeah. themes. So one of the weirdest themes that I've ever seen, and I had to back it immediately. Oh, God. <laughs> There's a game called Viva Java, the coffee game, the dice game. It was designed by this guy named T.C. Petty the Third. You've played you two played it. We have. I love this game. I love this it's game. It's completely different than anything we've ever done. You're essentially rolling dice to make coffee.
1: I it's, love it, man. It's fucking
0: awesome. It, it's got beautiful components. His, this makes no sense, but when that box opens, I smell coffee. Yeah, it's just, it's so cool. Like, again. The, How's that? <laughs> the dice are freaking <laughs> orgasmic in their gorgeousness. Like, it's, it's just, it's so good. Really They're in like this burlap it. sack that I know would itch and chafe, but it's so but sexy. But you're gonna... Yeah. Um. So, so this guy's. All right, all right, all right. So this guy's new game is called Xenon Profiteer. Also on Kickstarter right now. If any of you guys want to go back it, the game is you run this plant like a power plant, and it's about extracting xenon from the air. Isn't she the girl on the Disney Channel? Sure. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I didn't get that, but alright. <laughs> like so, air, got, like three, three movies. Yeah. yeah. Does she really? Yeah. yeah she does. Girl of Holy the 21st century. 21st century. century. Yeah. Xena movies. Oh, yeah, that's Xena. Xena. Oh. But that's what this whole game is. You, you have all the chemical makeup of sisters. air and you have to distill xenon out of it. That sounds awful. <coughs> and and but, I got a biochem degree. I love science. That sounds not fun. Right. So degree dropping over here. So <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> all right. But the whole game is about, like, how cool the mechanics are and how mm-hmm. the card... It, it's all cards. And it's all this, this card play and, like, how how mm-hmm. they interact with each other. And you kind of have this, this, this machine that um, distills the air and you can yeah. kind of build off of it with your <laughs> cards. Um, I think it looks unlike anything I've ever seen before. I'm super excited to play it. You're an asshole because you won't be here. But we'll tell you what it's like. Don't worry, Alfie. I mean... Sure, I dropped it, but now I'm just like designing really shitty board games. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: sorry to cut you off, but see, that's how disinterested I am. That theme sounds so bad that like doesn't matter how cool the. But he talks are, like, about like he wanted to take a boring theme and make it super fun, just through the use of really good mechanics, which I think is so interesting. Okay, so that game that we talked about. Thanks, thanks. for that. Same All right, man. Uh, you're welcome. So, the game that we, we've talked about before. And we've uh, literally lost all girls at this point. Yeah. <laughs> the club. Yeah. Which just has. Is that the strip club game? No. It's. You're at a club, like a dance club, and you can get AIDS and stuff. You can get AIDS. And oh, oh is that the you one make, you try to match up yeah, to that. Uh, yeah, you get like less yeah. points if you pick up fat chicks. Yeah. Really horrible stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. If the girl's DTF. You no, know, if her roommate's DTF, you can have an orgy and get more points. Cool. That game could have the most brilliant mechanics. Pick whatever game you think has yeah. the best mechanics. Doesn't matter. Put it in that game and, and make it that that game. Is the only one that has them. I don't want to play it. No. Okay. There does come a point where a theme is so bad that I mean, you don't like the theme of Love Letter, right? Not really. No. Right. But do you still like the game at all? Uh, it's real simple. It's but, it's a fun, could, just simple game yeah, you can kind of play. Like I could play, there's like yeah. the small deduction, but. I mean, there comes up, like you just said, really offensive themes that are just... What I like about Love Letter totally is I've seen there. tons of reskins, and that's cool. People have, like, the interesting fat in, reskins. Yeah. You can go online and find hundreds, and you're bound to find something that, yeah. like, makes sense thematically that you actually can identify with, and at that point, yeah, I do like Love Letter right. for spawning those. Okay. But the base, like, Japanese feudal thing waking up the next morning and, like, gossiping about, like, who... He like blocked or whatever—it's yeah. weird. I don't like that. That's the uh, shit, though. <laughs> I just don't like it. I don't know. It—it's it, weird to me. Uh, so that's Xenon Profiteer by TC Payton the Third. Well, that should convince you to back that. Yeah, i <laughs> <it> sure. I <laughs> sure hope so. He doesn't—he doesn't need our money, anyways. Which yeah. is funny though, because I want to play CO2. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know, man. I don't get it. I at this point, I... because I, it's too specific. There's something. I follow. There's something global about that theme of reducing co2 emissions in the world we all even if you don't have know too much about science or the environment ever you realize that global warming is a thing that us as humans have contributed to it in, in some way like right you you get that part right we have big factories putting out co2 so that game kind of makes sense it can make sense to anyone but then you go so this is a game about extracting xenon from the air through what no no that's it goes too far for me. But we're ner- nerdy yeah. enough at this point that you pay attention to certain designers. I'm excited to see what this guy does. He's cool. Okay. Never so played anything by VivaJah. Like like you I'll Viva ask Jata. again. Are you interested in playing Fields of Arla? Um, I want to try it, but like, I'm not as interested as I am in other stuff. I'd, I'd say I, if somebody was like, "Hey, we're playing this time," I'd say, "Oh, play right, it, yeah, but yeah, I don't want to go. But like you said, I don't want to spend seventy dollars. I wouldn't right? buy the game. No. But that's what I'm saying. Exactly. Is that. We have certain. I don't want to back down. Kickstarter that I don't know. about. It's also a twenty dollars game instead of a seven dollars game. Well, I'm not talking about the price. The point was is like yes, we follow certain designers, but they make certain games that we are less interested in. Sure. Like like for the reasons of the money, or the reasons of it being an absolutely stupid theme. Like there are reasons that you might be less or more interested in the next game that they make. Sure. We played Dungeon Pets last week. Dungeon Pets is not a game I would have ever picked up. Sure, it was fun. We played. It It was fun, but that's not a theme that interests me in the sense of I'm like, yeah, I want that game. Yeah, cool mechanics. Not big on the theme, but you know what? It was still a fun game because it was kind of silly things like that. Okay. All right. All right. You We're good. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Um. Next hopefully, week, we'll... uh, What are you going to be reviewing? <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't make any promises. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, so, so hopefully we will be back in about a week to two weeks max. Um, but if not, we'll see you guys in six months. It's been great. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye.